0: welcome back to book talks podcast this is kayla and marissa and in this episode we're gonna talk about a good girl's guide to murder by holly jackson i really enjoyed this book we wanted to read this book back in october for spooky october but we just never got around to it because we got pretty busy at the end of october i was traveling and work uh, kind of picked up so we just didn't end up reading it then and then we decided to read it at the end of november And we're recording in December, so it's kind of a December-November book, but I liked it. I think Marissa has other opinions on the book.
1: (laughs) It was good in retrospect. There's just one part I hated.
0: I figured you gave it a one star because of that one part. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I feel like when I saw that, I was I was going to comment on, like, is this because of the dog? But I was, I'm just going to reframe my anger. Okay, so do you want to give a quick synopsis, our synopsis queen?
1: Yes. I'm just going to read from the front sleeve of the book. I'm going to shorten it a little bit. So it says, everyone in Fairview knows the story. Pretty and popular high school senior, Andy Bell, was murdered by her boyfriend, Sal Singh, who then killed himself. It was all anyone could talk about, and five years later, Pip sees how the tragedy still haunts her town. However, now a senior herself, Pip decides to re-examine the closed case for her final project, at first just to cast doubt on the original investigation. But soon she discovers a trail of dark secrets that might actually prove Sal innocent, and the line between past and present begins to blur. Someone in Fairview doesn't want Pip digging around for answers, and now her own life might be in danger.
0: I liked Pip. I feel like she was a really good main character because she was a strong female. Yeah,
1: I liked Pip a lot.
0: I don't know why I pictured her just being really tiny though. No, I think it's her name. I think Pip brings out something tiny. Like I just picture this like little girl with overalls cuz in one part she described she's wearing overalls. And I'm like, how tall is this girl? She must be this tiny thing. But then I keep remembering she's a high school senior, she drives. She's not that small. Maybe she's short. I pictured like a child most of the time. <laughs> I think that's why I thought it was weird as her relationship with Ravi developed, because he was 25,
1: and I was picturing this small little girl in overalls and pigtails, and she's so smart and cute. And No, she's she's a senior in high school.
0: No, it's funny, this whole book, whenever, because her deadline to, I think, Columbia, was it Columbia? Mm-hmm. Her deadline to Columbia was approaching the whole book and it made me so anxious that she would not submit her essay. I was like, girl, <laughs> they're gonna be dead for a while. You only have now to apply to college. You please don't throw it away. Yeah. Like I know you're gonna you're gonna figure it out. Just take a minute. I feel okay. like she had obsessive
1: compulsive disorder and she couldn't get this case. Out of her head. And I thought it was so weird because she's a good student. She says she always submits things on time. And this case just completely took over her life. So yeah, it stressed me out too. And I don't want her to miss her deadline all for this stupid case, which isn't stupid. It was it, like, it was a good case, but
0: still. And it, it makes sense that she does, like, if she was obsessive about things because she, sound pretty obsessed with school prior to this case she didn't like she went out a lot she always studied so i guess it kind of would be a pattern usually books like this i am a scaredy cat and i also always check the back because i like to make sure my favorite people are alive aka pip but i didn't (laughs) do that for this book because i was so on the edge of my seat with it i was like no like just read the book kayla like don't peek you need to find the end you got to see it all the way through but it made me nervous. I was scared to sleep one night when she kept to start those like threatening messages. I was like I'm going to have nightmares because of this.
1: The scene in the woods when they're camping, I I kid you not, I, my heart was racing, I started sweating, I was actually thinking of my own camping experience when, <laughs> I think I just told you this, but it was my sister, her husband and me, and we were out camping, and we heard noises, and I thought it was a bear, but it was actually a person, and we all ran barefoot to our car, and jumped in the car, and drove, and left everything there, like I literally, I grabbed my glasses and my phone, and left everything else, uh, and I just, I, during that that scene where they're chasing that person in the woods and then she finds the note in her sleeping bag. I was so triggered. It was so scary.
0: No, I was like, how did this note get here? Do we know who left that note? I think that was... Cause she, two different people were leaving the notes,
1: and I think that was the the dad was it Mr. Ward. Is that his name?
0: No, I think so. That makes I, I that makes sense. Yeah. So I think his name was Mr. Ward. Yeah, that was wild. The dad was messed up. Mm. He was scaring his own children so they would run through the woods.
1: Yeah. Well, and I mean, spoiler, we're about to reveal the end of the book, but, but the fact that he didn't even know the girl he had locked up wasn't Andy. Like, how messed up is that? He didn't even know
0: that wasn't her, and he convinced that girl that she was Andy. I felt so bad for that girl, and it gave me a lot of Pretty Little Liar vibes. Because, like, didn't that happen? I don't know. Did you watch Pretty Little Liars? Oh, oh, no, no, no. Wait, I watched Big Little Lies. Never mind. Different
1: different one. Good, Good series, though.
0: In Pretty Little Liars, they they buried the wrong girl, and they claimed this one girl was dead this whole time, and it gave me, like, kind of flashbacks to that, because, yeah, like, it was just crazy that he – I think he just, like, desperately wanted to believe that Andy was alive, so he just picked up any old smell off the of that had blonde hair – but it was it was five years he held this girl captive. And I don't know how you can do that when you have two daughters the exact same age at home and you have this girl locked in a little attic without an escape, without, like, is he, is he even teaching her? It was just, like, mind-blowing to me. And he goes to high school every day and sees other children. How does he not feel guilty at all or any remorse? It just blew my mind. Did you see? I guess we're. Gonna, I don't know how to. We're we just gonna give away the killer. <laughs> um. Yeah. I, I. We can just give away the killer. I. The sister's name was Becca. Correct. Yes. I did not see that coming at all. Did you? No, I did not see
1: that coming at all. Both times that Pip approached Becca and talked to Becca. I just thought Becca was damaged from losing her sister and weird relations with her father and her family split apart, and she just seemed like a quiet, shy little girl, and I felt bad for her. And so when she was the killer, and then she tried to kill Pip, I was like, oh my gosh. Did not see that coming at
0: all. She threw her own sister in, like, a bucket of uh, poison or whatever. I forget exactly what the bucket was filled of. If I was her, I probably if I would have pushed my sister and she started throwing up, I probably would have called 911. I would have panicked. I think if she called 911 in that moment, I think she would have been fine. Yeah. Because she just, I mean, just siblings fight, you hit your head, it's an accident. It wasn't a purpose push. But the fact that she t- took her sister's body, threw it in a car, drove off to some abandoned farm, and threw her in like a vat of something. And just let her body <laughs> decompose. And and then clean up everything and act like nothing happened. You are a Psychopath. I was going to say, I don't think it was the pushing her sister
1: or anything like that that made her crazy. It's the fact that she disposed of the body. Who would do that? Because if you push your sister, you're fighting. It's a sister fight. And she hits her head the The cops wouldn't say it was intentional manslaughter. It's an accident. Accidents happen. And yeah, that's the worst accident that could happen. But she wouldn't have probably gotten into trouble. And instead, she disposes of the body. And you're right in like a totally gruesome way, like throwing her, I think it was in the septic tank or something like that, but um it was something
0: wild. yeah. That was I, cause I mean one time I was playing baseball with my brother in the backyard and he was standing too close to me and I literally hit him in the face with a baseball bat, like whacked <laughs> oh his God. face, broke his nose. It was bad. He, he was five years younger than me, like he was pretty young at the time, and I just started crying. It's like I'm gonna get in trouble for hitting my brother with a baseball bat. It was an accident. Yeah. I mean, my mom was pretty upset with me, but like <laughs> they didn't really <laughs> yell at me. I think I also just started crying because I felt bad. But yeah. No, did you see, though, did you see that it was going to be Mr. Ward? Didn't.
1: Just no. Because
0: he was so fatherly to Pip. Like, I remember when he found the note in her book, the note that he left her. I know. <laughs> He acted so concerned for her, and I was like, oh, my God. I don't know who I thought it was. I really thought it was his daughter, his oldest daughter. I forget her name. Naomi, yeah. I really thought it was her or that girl who was the the sister of the cop. Oh, something Da Silva. I also thought they both. Well, I thought he had something to do with it as well, because they were being pretty sketchy as well. Yeah, I really thought it
1: was either uh, her dad, Andy's dad, because there was all that weird stuff with him controlling the women, and I was thinking if he'd found out something about her, maybe he just snapped. But then I actually did start suspecting Mr. Ward, especially when who was it? I I forget. I forget why. I something to do with the house. When they went, and, oh, no, actually, sorry. When Pip went and interviewed Becca, and Becca was talking about that farmhouse, which is actually where Andy's body was being stored. At that point, I was like, oh, the dad so did it, and he probably stored her body there. But I also suspected Mr. Ward. I just didn't know Mr. Ward was keeping someone in his attic for five years. That that part shocked me, but I did think he was sleeping with Andy. Also, the fact that he killed Sal.
0: Yeah. There was no need for him to kill Sal. I felt so sad for
1: Sal. I didn't cry, but I, my heart broke when he described how he killed Sal
0: also he would always talk so highly of sal he'd like sal had a great had a great future like mr War would be like i it's such a shame he has such a great future going for him i wrote him rec letters to college and this man just ripped his future away by killing him there was no need to kill him even if he wanted to frame someone else for the murder it was just wild yeah (laughs) i'm just getting fired up over here (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um, yeah, I me how you really feel <laughs> um he was just such I don't even know he was just a good actor he was always so c- compassionate to pip talk so highly of sal and and uh, he actually didn't talk that highly of Andy but he was like so quick on his feet with that lie about Andy bullying somebody mm-hmm. like he Which was smooth. she was
1: she was bullying that girl. I mean she took a video of that girl topless
0: or something like that, didn't she? Yeah, she, I mean she did bully, but I guess so he didn't lie, but he hell he with he told the right information to get Pip off his back, but yeah. she he was able to like make him look so innocent still. I just yeah. I'm just shook at that. This yeah, this story was just wild to me. I I really enjoyed it. I don't usually like mystery books. I am a heavy romance reader. I love a happy fairy tale ending. And I guess this is a, kinda had a good ending. But Sal's still dead. Andy's still dead. Mr. Ward had a girl in his attic for years. I guess the only happy ending is that Pip and his and what's this what's the guy's name again? I forget. Robbie are together.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was I thought it was really cute how he kissed her before she went out for her press conference. And then they were holding hands behind the podium and like no one could see. But I that I, I don't know why. I just thought that was so sweet.
0: I also was glad that that guy who was drugging girls and raping them was actually arrested. It was making me mad that Pip was keeping his secret a secret, because she really owed him nothing.
1: Yeah, I guess she was just protecting Naomi, but yeah, that whole... Honestly, the whole thing, all of it made me mad. The fact that Max and Naomi and their other friends hit that guy... They left him to die, and then they never got in trouble for that. And even Na- Naomi's not going to get in trouble for that because Pip, I don't think Pip told anyone about that. She told Mr. Ward to keep it a secret that she didn't want her best friend to lose Naomi. And, I mean, I don't know how you feel about that, but I I feel like justice was not served there. And, I mean, yes, at least Max was arrested and he was the one driving and all that, but I that, there were parts of the book that I just felt like, how could this much drama be going
0: on in this little town? <laughs> How many people are going to die because of it? It's too many. Would Naomi get in that much trouble, though, if it was noted? Because I guess she wasn't driving. I guess she would be like an assist to a hit and run.
1: Yeah, I think she would just get in trouble because they hit and run and didn't report it and covered it up and all that.
0: What did Mr. Ward have on Sal that he was able to convince him? Convince him of what? To kill him? To kill him? <laughs> to, to kill him? <laughs> uh, to I don't, calmly kill him.
1: He, well, he knew that the police had interviewed Sal, and so I think he invited Sal over or something and was just, like, talking with him. I forget how it all happened. Oh, weren't they working on his letter of recommendation or something? No, he, like,
0: co- cornered him in the parking lot wait uh, what yeah he will th- so he had what i think it was him who had something over their friends he told all his friends upload those photos without sal in them and he had the hit and run over his friends so i remember that but i don't remember what he had over sal because he was able to convince sal to like basically walk into the woods and let him kill him right yeah but i think he just told
1: sal they were just gonna go for a walk to clear his head or something
0: Oh, yes. Yes, you're right. So they were just, like, going to go home to call Andy.
1: Yeah. So he, he Oh, they were, looking for, they were
0: looking for Andy, I think. That's what it was. I was like, how did he just calmly just kill Sal? Like, he was just MBD. Like, I don't even think Sal caused any struggle.
1: No. I think what? he drugged him maybe with sleeping pills or something because he said he, like, rocked him on the ground until he fell asleep and then he put the bag over his head and suffocated him
0: so sad but yeah i I remember him having he basically blackmailed his own daughter to upload photos to make his friend look innocent and they were dumb because they uploaded the one photo with all four of them in it
1: (laughs) with (laughs) the the time shown
0: (laughs) (sighs) yeah that was that was smooth on his behalf and that just i feel like there's something still sneaky about the cops because they really didn't look into this case at all
1: Yeah, if a senior in high school can solve this case, then what does that tell you about the police work being done in this town? (laughs)
0: Literally, like, nothing must have gotten done. And and, there's a book, too. It's called Good Girl, Bad Blood and I think Pip has a podcast now, people have read it on Bookstagram, but I keep trying to buy it, and it keeps saying pre-order, so I don't know if they just had ARCs, but, like, many people have read the second book, so I'm just confused there. But Yeah, when you posted this
1: on our Bookstagram, someone said that the sequel is just as good, and I was like, I didn't even know there was a sequel, but I want to read it if we can get our hands on a
0: copy. I've seen pics of it everywhere. And, I'm, and I've and i tried to buy it on Amazon. I've tried to buy it on Barnes & Noble. I've tried to buy it at like independent bookstores. And they're all pre-order for March 2nd. And I'm just like... But they're out now. I don't know what's going on. So I want to read the second book too, but we might have to wait till March for that. But I still think something sketchy going on with the police because do you remember that scene where the dad and the I am so bad with names. This one of the Silva siblings that cop Uh and Andy's dad were like huddled and like talking all sketchy and then they saw Pip and then they kinda ran away. Yeah. That there's like I don't know, I feel like something's going on there.
1: Yeah, I thought that uh, the young hotshot cop, I think that's Daniel Da Silva, was dirty in some way. I don't know how that was. I don't know if he was also sleeping with Andy, maybe. Or maybe he knew about Max and the drugs, and he was letting it slide. Maybe he was getting in on the action. I don't know. All I know is he sketched me out, and I agree with you. Something was going on there. And I don't know if the second book would cover that or not, but... I wish that had been a development in this book.
0: I do, I do, but it was jam packed, so I understand why I didn't. So, my question before we left is why did you give this book a one star review on Goodreads? And do you still stand by that rating? I mean, no, I don't actually give the book one star. It's
1: kind of like, do you remember that book you read that you liked? I think it was about two girls, like, becoming stars or something. And then at the end, something happened, and you were so mad about it. And that's just how I felt with this book. When they killed her dog. And it was so unnecessary. They could have just released the dog and let the dog come back to her. And it would have had the same effect. She would have still been mad and realized that this was hitting close to home and she was in danger. And if they could take her dog, they could take her little brother. And instead they killed the dog. And I, I, I threw that book and I cried, Kayla. I sobbed. I actually just sat on my bed sobbing, and I was so mad. And right then I decided I don't care how this ends. I'm giving this stupid book one stars. I was so mad. Um, But, no, it's not actually a one-star book. I'm just emotional when it comes to animals.
0: I didn't think you would finish it. Like when you texted me that, I was like, "Shit, she's not gonna finish this book. I'm gonna have to do a podcast on the second half by myself." I was nervous, but I'm glad you finished. (laughs) Yeah, Um, when I told my mom, she's like, "So when are you gonna tell Kayla that you're not finishing the book?" And I was like, "No, I have to, (laughs) because you know that I kind of, I feel like I get bratty when you don't want to finish the book." (laughs) No, I definitely think her the dog killing was unnecessary. I am just mad at Pip because why did she let her dog off the leash? I
1: know. Like
0: you were getting threatening messages everywhere. You're getting text messages that literally like you like they said you bitch all these like awful things to her and she's like let me go walk my dog and let it loose in the woods. Are you dumb? Not just walk my dog and let the dog loose, go
1: into the woods at night. It was getting dark and she literally just got that threatening note and I'm the whole time as She's talking about how the sun's setting and it's starting to get dark. I'm
0: like, you stupid hoe, get in your house. <laughs> get your dog now. <laughs> no, I was like, what are you doing? I was so angry. Because she's so smart.
1: She's so smart. How could she have been that dumb right then and there? But then, like, but then I don't want to blame her and get mad at her because I cannot imagine the guilt I would feel the rest of my life knowing that I what I'd done
0: caused my dog's death. Oh, I can't. I can't think like that. Yeah, it would be really heartbreaking. um, But, I mean, you can get mad at her because... She shouldn't have done that. <laughs> she, <laughs> I don't understand why she kept the threatening messages such a secret to everybody. I probably would have showed somebody because it would have been proof that something did happen to that murder.
1: Yeah, I definitely would have told Robbie. And I get why she didn't. She explained her reasoning that she thought he would tell her to back off. But come on, Pip wasn't going to back off even if Robbie told her. It's not like Robbie had that much control over her. So telling him wouldn't have done anything except get another perspective on what they need to do about these threatening notes. So she definitely should have told someone. I was mad at her throughout the book for not telling someone and for brushing them off so, like, laissez-faire like oh it's probably just a joke i'm like dude before andy died she also got threatening notes so maybe think about this for a second
0: she literally like yeah she brushed him off i'm like you were dealing with a murder case you do not brush anything off yeah (laughs) but i didn't really understand her motives behind wanting i mean i understand of wanting to know what was right and wrong and what really happened But I don't know if I really understand her motives of why she was so invested in Sal.
1: Yeah, I I didn't think her motives were clear either. She said, you know, Sal was always nice to her. And then I think she started it for Naomi because Naomi and Sal were best friends. And Naomi had been all depressed because her mom died. And then her best friend murdered slash killed himself and all this stuff. But it was definitely iffy, like, why she felt this
0: strong need to do that. Yeah, that's just Pip for you. But she yes, yeah, she really was smart, but I think she wasn't street smart. I think she was very naive. I Also what got me was I was like when she shattered her own laptop but <laughs> like, like, jumping on it. Like just delete the information you need that for school, Pip. What about yeah. school? What about your college essay?
1: <laughs> I thought that whole thing was so dumb because First of all, I kind of felt, I, I mean, I didn't think the dog was dead. I didn't think the author was vicious enough to kill off the dog. <laughs> so I truly believed that the dog would return. And so in my mind, I was like, Pip, why are you destroying your stuff? They're either going to return the dog to you and it's going to be fine, or or they don't really have your dog. or I don't know. I was just so naive, I guess, like Pip. But I didn't understand why she destroyed her stuff. And made it this big deal, like, email yourself a copy. I mean, she did email herself a copy, but I don't know. I, Pip, yeah, I think Pip was very book smart, and she is smart, but she's naive. And she launched into this murder case, but she acted like she wasn't dealing with a murderer the whole time.
0: Yeah, she was, like, acting like it was just some play scavenger hunt, and... She would, like, walk into drug dealers' home without a a fear in mind. She had some balls on her. At least she called Ravi for that, but she did other things, like going
1: and confronting Mr. Ward all by her little lonesome self. Yeah, she called the police, but Mr. Ward could have killed her in the time it taken the police to get there. So she was either super ballsy or just super naive about what
0: was going on. I don't even, yeah, I don't even know what her mind was because some things, sometimes I had to put the book down because I actually cringed of the situation she put herself in. (laughs) I gotta put this book down, I'm cringing. (laughs) yeah.
1: I think the scariest part of the book for me was when, especially now looking back, but in the moment when I was reading it, was when her and Ravi broke into Andy's house to look for the phone, and then Becca came back inside. My heart was beating so fast as they were hiding in that closet, and I couldn't breathe. I was, like, holding my breath for them, thinking Becca would for
0: sure hear them. Also, that was another ballsy thing, to go into a dead person's home break into the home also i think it was really creepy i mean i don't really know what i would do situation but to keep her room in pristine condition and clean her room every time like they said there was no dust there that's a little bit morbid
1: they always do that though in so i don't know if that's a real thing but in crime shows and books and all that stuff the parents like keep the room exactly the same in this hope that their child will return even even after they know the child's dead it's like to commemorate them and I think it's weird, too. I, I think I told my mom, if I go missing, please don't do stuff like that. Like, just assume
0: I'm dead and move on. It's totally fine with me. Like, don't create a shrine for me. Like, I just think that makes it worse. Keep all my books, but you can change my room comforter, Mom. <laughs> but, yeah. And also, I think she mentioned in a situation that Robbie had the same situation as home with Sal, and they had Sal's dead body. Mm -hmm. they had him dead in the woods so why are sal's parents keeping his room in pristine condition i just don't get this i just feel like it makes it harder on you and i get you don't want to like erase your child and like wish they're gone i think i would just move like if i lost a child i would just i think i would move the city i would move to a new state and just try and start over not start i don't even know how you cope i don't think living in the same town would be helpful yeah i was gonna say i think it was just
1: a coping grief mechanism i'm assuming that's what it is since they always portray that in movies and crime shows. It's got to just be something people are doing to cope. But I think in the Sal's case, the the Sal's cases, um, the Sings. I think that's the last name, Sal Singh, right? Um, in the Sings cases, I don't understand why they didn't move. Because cause it's not just that your son died. Like, it would be terrible enough if your son was murdered. I could see wanting to leave and start over fresh. But it's the fact that everyone in the town blamed him for murdering his girlfriend and then being a coward and committing suicide. How could they stay in that town and be treated the way they were treated and let their other child grow up in that environment? I thought that was crazy. Like, I, I was shocked that anyone would stay with the way they were treated
0: even with the way that even before the whole murder the way they described the town it sounded like it was a pretty racist town mm-hmm. and for them being Indian, it sounded like they were already outcast and then they just put a big target on the back so i would just not that they should move because it's a racist town but i don't see how they were comfortable after the fact
1: yeah definitely not how i would handle things but then again my son wasn't Murdered and all that, so I don't know how I'd handle things.
0: I also always run away from my problems, so I don't know how to handle things either. <laughs> <laughs> uh, why do you think Drill. I went to school in Mississippi? I went like, across the country. <laughs> Fair <laughs> point. <laughs> so let's say everyone was being honest. Andy left Mr. Ward's house with a concussion, went home, was pushed, ended up dead. Becca brought it up to the authorities. She didn't get accused for murder because it was an accident. Mr. Ward wouldn't have had to kidnap a child. Mr. Ward wouldn't have had to murder Sal. All because Becca lied and hit her sister's body. The like, whole chain of effects happens.
1: Yeah, that's true. I mean, the only good thing that came out of it, you said earlier, was, you know, Max got arrested for date raping all those women. I don't know if date raping is the right word. Drugging them and raping them. But that's, like, the only good thing that came out of this. But, yeah, if Becca just had not hidden in the body, Sal would Sal would not have died, and Becca wouldn't have gotten in trouble. And, honestly, Mr. Ward might not have gotten in trouble because Becca didn't know. Becca thought she was the one who caused the concussion, and maybe her push did. Maybe her push caused it as well. But Mr. Ward knew for sure his push made Andy's head bleat. But, but that might not have come out, and Mr. Ward might not have gotten in trouble either, and then Naomi and Kara would have had their growing up not that he was a good man like the guy was a psychopath but you know, you know i'm just saying things would have been like you said completely different if becca just hadn't dumped the body in a septic tank
0: well if we're talking about chain reactions it would have been better if max never raped becca because True. that is the reason why she pushed andy so really the sole culprit is max i mean the we whole thing on max <laughs> i mean but really though and also i mean it was really shitty for annie to, like to give becca crap about that because i mean i don't have a big sister but i am an older sibling that's some stuff you don't brush off you brush off some like oh they're gonna whine about like a little cut or something but you don't brush off a rape i mean uh, no i no, i'm not
1: arguing that <laughs> point i i, <laughs> the way I said that <laughs> i <was> like marissa <laughs> <laughs> What I was going to say, though, was um, I think Andy was messed up. Yeah, that's her name, right? Andy. Andy was messed up. I think Andy might have been a bit of a psychopath. And it's hard to know for sure because there was a moment at the end where you find out she was only sleeping with Mr. Ward so that he'd give her a letter of recommendation so that she could go to school with Sal and escape her life. She obviously hated her life and was trying to escape it, and that made her a little more sympathetic. But everything up until that point really put her in a bad, bad light. I mean, this girl was dealing drugs, dealing the same drugs, roofies, that caused her sister to get raped. She was sleeping with a teacher. She was posting provocative photos in the school just to, like, get attention. She was bullying people. Like, And I'm not excusing any of saying that's a reason she should get murdered. But I am saying I wasn't surprised with how she reacted to Becca's news because I'm not sure – she really cared about anyone except maybe herself. And maybe Sal, but maybe at the end of the day, she was a narcissist and only cared about herself.
0: No, she definitely had some psychological issues, and I think it stems from her father being as com- controlling as he is, and he didn't really sound like he lifted them up at all, and he kind of just put them down and really just valued her for her looks, which is- which is weird which really affects a girl growing up imagine just being constantly told growing up you're only your looks just marry like that's it i could not imagine like, i've been told you me and you've both been told since young age like we we need to be successful we need to be independent we we are more than our looks and well i don't know about you but like i feel like that's been instilled in me growing up mm-hmm. work for it don't just expect to be pretty and i just feel like it really I messed up with i feel like she almost yeah i just feel like it really messed up with herself And I just think it's also crazy how the media portrayed her up until this point. It just really showed that the police did no investigation because they painted her as this perfect little high school student where she literally left her nude in high school. Like, how (laughs) ballsy is that? A photo of your nude in the classroom. Yeah, in the classroom where anyone could see it. (laughs) Like, what in the world? So yeah, I don't think she was messed up and I don't think she deserved what she got, but I, there's a lot of people at fault here, but I think we should all just blame it on Max. Yeah, Max really was a terrible
1: person. Really terrible person. Or we could blame it on the drug dealer. Oh, we could, but I, I'm going to blame it on Max.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, and like Andy really shouldn't have been selling drugs. I knew something was up when they said that Andy always had money. And I was like... That's weird, yeah it? High school, like, it didn't sound like she was that wealthy.
1: I'm still not sure why she said she was selling drugs to get money. Well, she didn't say that. She was dead. But she, <laughs> she was selling drugs for money. Why did she need the money, though? Why did she get into that business?
0: I really think for power. Hmm.
1: Psychopath.
0: <laughs>
1: I did not see... The Becca thing coming. I know we already talked about that, but that really hit me out of the blue. And so I don't know if the clues were there the whole time or if it was just about Pip figuring it out and weeding through all the people who looked like they did it because it was so weird how everyone was connected everyone was connected to the person selling drugs and everyone was connected to the da silvas even like daniel da silva knew andy's dad everyone was connected but then becca wasn't connected to any of them except she was the one who ultimately did it so like i don't know i'm still reeling from it a little bit i mean it is simple in hindsight looking back i can see it's so simple but the clues did not point me there at all
0: no it blew my mind too like, I put that book down when I finished reading it and I was like wow I, I'm i at lost a loss for word yeah that's why like I, she really was never on my list of suspects ever like I it, not until the end I don't even know how Pip got it like Pip got it from a face look He, she looked at their faces and saw utter hope in her parents in their in Andy's parents faces and pure terror in Becca's face and that's what put it together i would never have put two and two together yeah
1: i would not have put two and two together either and also when she was driving past and saw becca's face i thought becca i thought she was described as looking sad or something like in my mind i pictured her leaning against the window kind of looking like really we're doing this again we're bringing this all back up and so even at that point becca was not on my radar at all
0: (laughs) and that was right at the end even when Pip was saying it, I really didn't understand what Pip was going with it until she point blank at it. Also, again, though, like, with her just keeping things to herself, why couldn't she tell everybody where she was going? Yeah, like, thank goodness Ravi had her location on his phone. The entire time! She would have been murdered and killed three times already if she didn't have her location shared with him. Yeah, even just following this, I don't
1: think she had her location shared at this point, but when she was following the druggie back to his house and she hadn't called Ravi yet and she got out of her car and and shut the door and, like, my heart was pounding because I was like, I know how loud cars are when you shut the door and it was dark outside and then she's just following this druggie and I thought any moment now, he could turn around and push her up against the wall and have a knife and be like, what are you doing following me?
0: And I don't know, I, I mean... It made for a good story, I'll give you that, but it was stressful. It was a stressful read. I was on the edge of my seat. She, that guy could have had a gun and just, like, one, two, three shot her.
1: Uh-huh.
0: She had no protection. She was just, like, overalls. Just trying to s- discover a, a mystery. You keep bringing up the overalls. Can I just picture her an overalls this whole time? I thought it was really funny that she thought she was
1: going to wear overalls to one of the Calamity parties. I was like, really, pimp? That's
0: what you're wearing? I mean, you can totally see me being the one, like, you're not wearing that.
1: <laughs> I might not
0: plan much, but I planned my outfits out. But, no, I literally just pictured her in overalls in this entire book. I think they could turn Pip into
1: a series. Like, those, um, what Nancy Drew books. Pip could definitely become an investigator or, like, true crime podcaster who solves
0: crimes, and I'd, I'd read them. I think she, sh- it should be a like a like our TV show like Pretty Little Liars. Oh yeah, because they made a second book. I mean, Pretty Little Liars is based off a book. Uh huh. I think I I think it definitely has the criteria to be a really good TV series. I'd watch it. I'd watch it. I still ever watched Little Fires Everywhere on Hulu.
1: Oh, so we still don't know if Elena's name is Elena or Al- Alina or whatever we were saying. We don't. Say
0: everybody's names wrong in every book we've read. <laughs> <laughs> there is one thing I would want to see from this book in person. It would be that murder board. Yeah, I want a murder board. <laughs> I want to put the pieces together like a puzzle. It, it kind of reminds me of like a, an Excel work paper that like has a problem and you got to fix it, and it's really fun. That's what it reminded me of. Like when you, when you trace things
1: and the lines appear, and then you follow that line to where the formula is going, and then you trace it to another one. <laughs> I hate being in
0: the cabinet. We're sounding so lame. But I really, and she had all the string ready. I was like, Pip, Pip, your magic. Like, I want to see this board so bad. And Robbie was like, you
1: already have red string. And Pip goes, oh, baby, I got every colored string. It's like, talk sexy to me. <laughs> <laughs>
0: they were definitely nerdy now over that murder board. I feel I like love- what's his name again? I keep I don't even think I remember pronounce his name correctly. Robbie. I think Robbie liked Pim from like Pip from like day one.
1: Oh, I think he did too. Every time he called her Sarge, I just thought it was the cutest thing. Like even he looked at her like a twelve year old in overalls, which is creepy. <laughs> which is creepy I say it. <laughs> he did not look at her as a 12 year old. But you know, like he just thought she was cute the whole time, this little ball of energy. And I loved how she would put her foot in her mouth and just keep talking until he shut her up. It was so cute.
0: She was feisty. I really liked her. I really liked her dynamic. I felt like he was just really good for her.
1: This book was definitely more juvenile thriller than the ones I've read, but Pip might be my favorite female character we've read about because she just checked everything off on my boxes she was smart and then she was ballsy and then she was solving a crime falling in love and yeah a little stupid and naive but you know everyone needs a little bit of that
0: i feel like this book is considered young adult for some reason like on the Goodreads list of top books for 2020 i think it's listed under that i think i voted for it i changed my vote after the fact because i was like that book was so good (laughs) Okay, so yeah, a Good Girls Guide to Murder is on the list of young adult fiction options for Choice of War 2020 for Goodreads. So it is considered a young adult, so it definitely is juvenile. There was one kiss in the whole book. But, like, I didn't even yeah. need a kiss because it was just so darn cute. They were just so flirty, and then they just they were just so adorable together. I couldn't get enough of them.
1: No, I I love them. I I was totally okay with them being super cute and friends. <laughs> and I love books where they're friends because it gives me hope that one day I'll be friends with
0: a boy. <laughs> and maybe he'll oh like me. <laughs> Do we know who snuck into her room and like went through her laptop?
1: It had to be. It had to be Becca, right?
0: I don't know if that was ever said.
1: Oh, you know what? You're right. The reason I think it was Becca, though I'm really not sure, is because when she was talking to Mr. Ward and she said, you killed my dog, and he he was like, what? Like, I didn't kill your dog. And she that's when she realized he hadn't killed her dog. So that's why I think Becca was the one who snuck into her room, saw everything she was doing, and then left her the threatening note of, Because I think there was another note on her laptop that
0: might have been. Oh yeah. I think so. I forget. This reminds me of my friend Megan, who's been on our podcast before. Is uh, she's getting her master's in linguistics, and she—that's what she like does. Like, yes, she studies like other languages, but she studies the way like ransom notes are written. This is exactly what Pip did. She connected the dots that they were not run by the same person because it was in different tone and language and the words that they said. Even that, with
1: the whole Sal killing himself and all that, remember how he sent the text with his confession and Pip put together that it wasn't how he normally texted? There was It was too good of grammar? I'm like, really, the police department couldn't have hired someone like Megan to be like, hey, this doesn't add up. Maybe we should look into this more. I, sorry just you saying that made me think of the text and i'm like the police really did screw all this up
0: i don't think they looked at it at all i think they're like okay we have a killer goodbye
1: yeah. um and
0: it, i and i don't think sal's parents had a leg to stand on in this town yeah. to fight it so it was really just like really bad for sal because there was just so many blatantly obvious clues that point to the fact that it, Sal's solving the murder just didn't make sense
1: also suicide's a touchy topic but I don't know too many people who take sleeping pills and then put a bag over their head and tie it and suffocate to death I I've heard of overdosing on drugs and I've heard of other forms but I feel like that alone should have caused the police to be like something about this doesn't seem like an actual suicide and hey this text seems a little off and instead they just they just... Pinned it all on... Oh, it just makes me mad. I, it, I don't
0: know. It just really upsets me. It, it upset me, too. And it upsets me that we went through the whole book and we solved the murder and it doesn't bring anybody back. Yeah. But I also, I guess, I mean, it's not a romance book. It's not a fairy tale. So it has to have reality. When murders happen, they actually have to die. They won't rise from the dead. Oh. True. <laughs> I did hope that Andy was in that attic.
1: <laughs> I I was shocked it wasn't Andy, actually. I... When Pip got there and Mr. Ward said he had Andy in the attic and then Pip, being the stupid 12-year-old girl she was, ran up to the attic and the police were like, wait, wait. And I was thinking, Pip, don't go up there. What if... What if Andy's crazy and like attacks you or something? I mean, she's been held captive for five years and Pitt ran up there and then it wasn't Andy. And I was like, who the hell is this other girl? <laughs> Where is Andy? I was, I was kind of shocked. Like this book was just so twisty.
0: It was a lot of twists and turns. I didn't see anything coming. It was really good writing. I really like the graphics. I really like the parts. I just can't say enough good things about this book. I really enjoyed it. I want to read the sequel, but I can't seem to find it on the internet, so.
1: <laughs> We're apparently not famous enough to get a copy.
0: <laughs> I really just liked her girl power. I think we need more books like this where girls are saving the day. Yeah. For their boyfriends. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> I really enjoyed this. Okay, so that's it. I think my my score will be a four point five.
1: This is hard for me because they killed the dog, but the book was good, so I'd give it. I'll give it a four point
0: three. Oh wow! I
1: think like this is one of your higher votes. Yeah, I really liked Pip, and I I love thrillers.
0: Like you're the romance queen, but I'm really falling in love with thrillers. So we have a total of four point four is our rating for this book total. And so our next book we're going to read is The Switch which is a love story with a grandmother and a granddaughter switching places which I'm excited about that because I'm really close to my grandmother and I keep trying to send my, my grandmother this audiobook I'm like you need to read this book because I think she'd like it right to my grandmother so still married to my grandfather so I don't think she's going to go move to London and fall in love but I mean a girl can only <laughs> she probably would like to do that she's probably be like oh papa just wait for me I'll, I'll come back <laughs> <laughs> the book
1: will inspire her to divorce her husband and go to London. I and don't want her to
0: divorce him. I just want her to like. I want her to just go out in London and live life, and then come home to my grandfather. Yeah. She's also never gone on a plane before, so going to London might be a hard thing. <laughs>
1: wow, never gotten on a plane.
0: She's like terrified of them. My both my grandparents, my grandmothers have both been terrified. But my grandfather is not scared. He's like gone back to Italy where he's from. But so that's our next book. It's a switch. But yeah thank you for listening we we are happy this is our lucky number 12 episode and we're just we're happy to be here we're happy we're wrapping up the year with you guys I can't believe we made it this far and I can't believe we only read nine books
1: <laughs> <laughs> we really thought we were doing something here <laughs> like I feel like
0: I've been reading books forever for this podcast and it's only been nine <laughs> Oh, well, there will be there'll be more books in our future. Much more books in the future. And we do read other books. If you want to check out our Instagram, we have reviews there, short reviews, long reviews. We post about our favorite books. So check out our Instagram for more opinions about us. But we hope to be back soon after this. I, we hope to read the next one pretty fast and get another episode out. Well, good night or good day or good morning, wherever you are, <laughs> whenever you're listening to this. <laughs> Bye.